Free tacos. Free tacos. Beer. There's a lot of talk about butt sex in this one, oh, so perfect. if you're watching with kids, just make sure yeah. they either don't know what butt sex is or their uncle's not in the room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, don't go to church anytime soon. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. You'll light on fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Free Tacos Podcast Action yes. Team Trivia. All right. This is episode seven. Um, this is yeah, episode seven. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's start with a, a quick around the room. What do we got? Um, my name is Joe with the show, the producer. All right, and I am David, the brewery buddy here, bringing the trivia questions. We got mm-hmm. Silent Nick waving off to my right. You can't quite see him, but he's there. Yeah. He, he'll he'll stick his arm over eventually. I'm sure. There yeah. it is. There it is. Uh, off to my left, we've got DJ Pizza and the Holy mm-hmm. Sister Lisa, and she's she's trying to get in there and wave too. <laughs> All right. right. Um, we see we've got a lot of people online. I see Katie just joined too, so that's great. Uh, so hi. Uh, so if you haven't played with us before, this is how it works. I'm gonna go ahead and ask a question. Uh, there'll actually be a picture up behind me, behind here, and uh, hopefully it'll help you in no way get the answer to the question. Um, <laughs> but feel free to go ahead and type in your answers if you're on uh, Instagram Live. The four folks in the room here are going to toss out some answers, too, so we can have some discussion. They'll read the Instagram stuff, which I get like three minutes later. So I will just think Mm -hmm. that they thought of it and that it was a coincidence that everybody came up with the same answers. So um, I think it's time to get started. Let's talk some categories today. All right. Let's do it. All right. We've got five categories with three questions in them each. Uh, As always, we are starting with crazy history. Then we go to animal anomalies. That's, that's a tongue twister. I want to try it again. <laughs> Animal anomalies. Uh, next, we are moving to movie mysteries. Our fourth category is what's in a name. And then finally, as always, we are ending with a little Disney discourse. Awesome. All right. So as long as everybody's ready, let's get started. Crazy history. Crazy history. So... In 1877, Thomas Edison made the first audio recording for the phonograph. The recording is actually a short verse about a single day in the early 1800s, specifically about one Miss Mary Sawyer from Sterling, Massachusetts. What was the recording? I feel like it's the monologue from Wayne's World. The, that the, that the, one perfect day on Gordon Street. It's, it, you know, Edison was a big fan of Wayne's World, so I can see that happening. <laughs> For that just one perfect day on <laughs> We've got wax is a, a guess. All right, so we've got one perfect day from Wayne's World over here from Nick. Which definitely came out before 1877, so. Um, we've got a fart from Jake. Birthday? Uh. Oh, we've got birthday, okay. Mm. Birthday, a fart, wax, one perfect day. Any other guesses? I think the birthday sounds good. A birthday bird? sounds good. A bird? 
a bird. So remember, it is a short verse specifically about a single day in the early 1800s about Miss Mary Sawyer. All right, do we have any other guesses from the Instagram? No other guesses. Mm. All right, so when Mary Sawyer was 11, her pet lamb followed her to school one day and caused quite a commotion. This event led to Sarah Josephine Hale to publish a poem entitled Mary Had a Little Lamb to help teach her students to show love to animals and they will love you back. In Sterling, Massachusetts, there is a two-foot-tall statue. <coughs> there it is right there. Uh, commemorating the events in the town square, along with a historical marker, and the red so the redstone school where it supposedly occurred was purchased by Henry Ford and moved to a churchyard in Sudbury, Massachusetts, for some reason. Alrighty, so here we go. If you're watching with kids now, is the time to start because it is butt sex time. What? <laughs> so, ever love something so much you just have to name something after it? Like, the number of Patriots fans who have dogs or kids named Brady, who are probably <laughs> kicking themselves for that one right now. Or one of my friends who loves a certain type of beer so much that they actually have a daughter named Stella. Well, back in biblical times, the city of Sodom loved butt sex so much that their city was actually named after that grade-A sin. God, from the Old Testament anyway, did not take shit like that at all. So, he decided he was going to destroy the city. Abraham, however, who, like, was a huge God proponent, uh, he was like, Hey, God, why don't we give them another chance? Because my nephew Lot lives there, and so does his family. So, God sent down two angels to investigate the city, who were swarmed by a butt-ton of butt-loving locals. Seeing this, Lot knew he had to help the angels out, and he threw two items into the mob. What did Lot use to distract the crowd? One of his daughters. Right. Wine. I feel like I should know this from Bible school. So we've got <laughs> wine. What did you say? A daughter. A daughter. There's two things, remember. He threw two of the same things. So we've got two wines. Two. You say two daughters. You're sticking with that one? Mm -hmm. All right. You're thinking... Two Bibles. <laughs> how do we? How do we look? Oh, it looks like we're in 3D now. Everything's like this. <laughs> this crazy blue and red color. Uh, maybe too many shadows. Could we backlight from over there? Maybe. I mean, will that just not shine yeah. into the camera? I think it's probably fine where it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got a baseball. A baseball was thrown in. <laughs> All right, uh, Joe. Any guesses oh, on what oh. Lot threw at the angels to try uh, and get them to, or the, what oh, Lot threw towels. at the mob? What was that? Paper towels. Paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have any other guesses from Instagram? No, baseball. That's it. Just a baseball. Okay. With a cry of "They're all yours," Lot gave his two daughters and added, "Oh yeah, they're virgins too." <laughs> But since this group was just after some angelic anal, they refused the girls, which I'm sure are not a huge fan of their father anymore. Not to worry, though, the angels blinded the horny mob and told Lot and his family to leave, which is probably the move I would have led with. Um, and then 
They started to destroy this city. They did tell Lot and his family not to look back, but at the last minute, Lot's wife, whose name was Lot's wife, Okay. <laughs> That's it. All Lots right. of wives never named. Uh, looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. So, shit. Sorry, girls. <laughs> Let's just hope your dad doesn't try to give you to the next angry mob. As a fun side mo- note, in later Greco-Roman times, sodomy stopped being such a harsh sin and was changed to be called pedico and was practiced by both men and women, especially as a form of contraceptive. When it came to adultery, the common practice was for the cheating party to be sodomized by the other party. Or they were allowed to use a large radish as a stand-in. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, boy. A large radish. A large radish. Interesting. Yep. All right. It's radishing. Here we go. Abraham Lincoln is one of the most famous presidents of the United States. Uh, born in a log cabin in Illinois and rising all the way to the highest office in the land. His story is truly one of legend. Good old Honest Abe was actually quite the athlete, and he is featured in the Hall of Fame for what sport, alongside other famous presidents like the OG George Washington, the Rough Rider Teddy Roosevelt, and the bathtub William Howard Taft. Is, is it a... Is it a ball sport, like a football, baseball, basketball? It is a sport with a Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's what you get. All right, Nicole. Mm. You should know this. Um, it's a sport that President William Howard Taft, the president that got stuck in a bathtub, could do, apparently. so. That's why he's called the bathtub. <laughs> I gave them all nicknames. <laughs> hmm... Uh, so clearly That's it must have been baseball. like distance running. <laughs> Wood chopping. Fox hunting. Boxing. <laughs> Fox hunting. Polo? Say polo, boxing. Is that all from the ground? Wrestling. Yeah, boxing is a good one. Boxing is a good one. Mm-hmm. And And who said wrestling? <laughs> You know who said wrestling. Um, uh, who said wrestling? Uh, Mermaid Time? Mermaid Time. All right. <clears throat> Mermaid Time with wrestling. Any other guesses? No. Let's get ready to humble. <laughs> Not only does he appear, uh, does he appear, but his most famous match is painted as a mural in the Lincoln Lobby at the Wrestling Hall of Fame. What? In fact, Lincoln is so well noted as a wrestler because he fought 300 matches and only one loss. At 21 years old, he won the county championship for New Salem, Illinois, and the National Wrestling Hall of Fame awarded Lincoln the outstanding uh, American Award in 1992. This picture cracks me up. Yeah. And he goes for the steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our next category, animal anomalies. So, uh, Sedonyx bacchiasis is a maropod, which sounds like the name of a dinosaur. However, it is the most adorable little marsupial named a quokka. Quokkas do not get much bigger than cats and are so adorable because it looks like they're always smiling. Look at that thing. Must be because wow. the island life is just so great. 
In fact, the majority of these cute little short-tailed scrub wallabies live on what island? New Zealand. We've got a New Zealand guess. Hmm. Well, I thought they were from Australia. We've got an Australia guess. Uh, Tasmania? We've got a Tasmania guess. You are correct. Australia does not count as an <laughs> island, especially not in this. <clears throat> because I'll even give you another guess. It's an Australian island that you have to guess. That's your hint. You have to guess an Australian island for quokas. It's funny because I've totally looked these up before because I saw a picture of it once on the internet and then I had to research it because they were so cute. Like they approach people because they don't have any predators. That is why they're always smiling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have any guesses from the Instagram? Just Australia. Just Australia? Perth. That's a city though. Perth is a city. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. And as you will find, it is where some quokas live, but not the vast majority. Some. Okay. Who's that guy that discovered Australia? Cook. (laughs) So you're thinking Cook's Island? Uh, Yeah. All right. So, only small pockets live on the mainland Australia and in protected preserves near Perth. The main population lives on Rottnest Island, and some also live on Bald Island. Rottnest Island is actually named that because a Dutch sailor named Samuel Valkenzoon mistook them for rats and called the island Rottnest, which basically is Dutch for rat nest. These little guys run right up to humans and always have a smile on their face because they have no natural predators on the island. (laughs) That's great. Boop. So, another cute marsupial. Well, not when it's wet, but mostly cute (laughs) animal is the koala. Not actually a bear in name or in real life. Koalas are slow and sleep about 20 hours a day, mostly due to their diet of eucalyptus, which has nearly... No nutritional value. Not to mention the fact that eucalyptus is a little on the poisonous side. Mother koalas create what to help the young koalas prepare to eat eucalyptus? Some kind of anecdote? Not anecdote. An anecdote. They, they tell funny little stories, and baby koalas are like, I love it. Do they like chew, chew it before they give it to them? Like, do they soften it up, eat it, like... Uh, well, technically that is true. Not They don't, like, regurgitate anything no. for them. <clears throat> they cook it. Yeah. They, they cook it. They get, they get little koala fry pans out. They get, like, a, a koala hibachi. And they're, like, flipping eggs up into their hat and cooking eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. So they, they chew on them. They chew on they them. They chew on them first. You're sticking with it. Yeah. Sticking. Okay. They don't regurgitate, but they can just oh, like, chew it. Oh, they just it. chew and then... Chew it, and then they hear you go okay. softer. Okay. Okay. So yeah. not quite full Christina Applegate, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, algae from Matt. Any other guesses on the Instagrams? Snaker says pre, pre-chew. Pre-chew. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go for koalas. Fecal pap. It's kind of like poop, but just a little different. It's mostly a high concentration of bacteria that help the young koala, or joey, digest the rough leaves. And that's pretty hard to swallow. 
Literally, just eat anything else. Like a can of spinach might actually create a Popeye-like koala. <laughs> okay. 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 This one, right. this one is short. All right. This is going to be a short question. <laughs> Dumb gulper, bird beak, tasseled wabagang, starry smooth hound, and poor beagle are types of what kind of animal specifically? Like, you can't just say bird. I would need something like a bird of paradise or, you know, like whale. Can't mm. just say mammal. So specifically, what type of animal? Well, I think it's some kind of bird. You think it's some kind of bird? Okay. But... <clears throat> So, dumb gulper, bird beak, tasseled wabagong, starry smooth hound, and poor beagle are all types of what? Toucans. You say toucans, okay? Yeah, that's not bad. It's not a bad guess right there. We've got cranes coming in, okay? Um, Anything else from the gram? Parrots. What do you say? Herons. Herons, okay. Shark. Okay. That's for mermaid time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Ah. Dumb gulper, also known as Harrison's dogfish, lives off the deep water areas around New Zealand and Australia. Birdbeak dogfish lives in both the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. Wobblegang is an Australian Aboriginal word for shaggy beard. Starry smooth hounds are found in the Mediterranean, and the poor beagle is a combination of a porpoise and a beagle. No, wait, that's not right. Uh, whatever, they're all types of sharks. And uh, that one in the middle is the wabagang. Oh, the tasseled wabagang. Top. Yeah. 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 All right, that moves us on to our next category. We are moving on to movie mysteries. All right, so Hannibal Lecter is most famously played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. In fact, his performance, uh, it was his performance that caused his character to expand in both Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and the follow-up Red Dragon, which explored some of his origins. Red Dragon is actually a remake of Manhunter, released in 1986. Who played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter? Whoa. Whoa. 1986? 1986 Manhunter. Stars Billy Graham as the guy who Edward Norton played. He wears these like tight purple tiny shorts through the whole movie. It's very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, negative. Um, I I don't even have a guess. All right, Please. do we have Somebody any we might know? any guesses from the gram? Uh, yes, this actor has been in over two hundred movies, as you're about to find out. What? Uh, Someone we're gonna just like slap ho- ho- ourselves. Hold on, so wait. Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Con- yeah. Ooh, Sean Connery, Sean. Ian McKellen, couple of good guesses. Um, <clears throat> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Probably not. 
<laughs> you want to help find a killer? <laughs> Look at this tattoo on my chest, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Danny Trejo. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other guesses? Well, is it him? I would like to see that. <laughs> I would love it if it was Danny Trejo, but it's not. It is not. More, ca- more cowbell guy. Brian Cox. Christopher Walken? No. Uh, Michael Mann directed and wrote the screenplay for this flick and cast Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter. Brian Cox has acted in over 200 films, including X2, For, a love- for the Love of the Game, Born Identity, Red, and as Captain O'Hagan in the Super Troopers movies. Not only was he... <laughs> Lecter in Manhunter, but he also voiced the director in the video game Manhunt. If you ever played that one, I loved it. It was a great Mm. game. He was the voice of the director. All right, next question. I think it's fair to say that Sam Elliott is pretty much a cowboy. In 2008, though, Matthew Modine wrote, directed, and starred in a film simply titled Cowboy. After standing at a bar dressed as a cowboy with a big white hat, he has a brief conversation with a woman who then leaves, and then a couple approaches and asks if he's a real cowboy, to which he replies, Well, Sonny, I thought I was, but I just found out what? What did he just find out? Is it one word, or is it? Uh, yeah, it's, he just found out he was something not a cowboy. What, what did he find out that he was? He was gay. <laughs> Guess it depends on what bar in Orlando you're at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I was, but I just found out I'm not. <laughs> I just found out I'm not a cowboy. Yeah. I'm Kid Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have any guesses from the internet? We have a prince. Okay. A cowgirl. Okay. Nerf herder. Nerf. Princess. All right. So the answer is very close, Joe. Ah. The first woman approached him and asked if he was a real cowboy, and his response is, well... I spend my whole I've spent my whole life on a ranch, mending fences, herding cows and breaking horses. So yeah. Yeah, I guess I am a real cowboy. Now, now that you know what I am, what are you? She replies, "Well, I've never mended a fence. I've never broken a horse, and I've never been on a ranch, so I am not a cowboy. But I am a lesbian. I love kissing women, their soft lips or the curve of their breasts, hard nipples, and I love eating pussy." I love the smell of it, the taste of it, and it's all I think about all day long. I love it. See a cowboy. So when the next couple approaches and wonders if he's a cowboy, he replies in bewilderment, Well, Sonny, I thought I was, but I just found out I'm a lesbian. Check, please. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And that whole film is actually only four minutes long. Pretty much the same amount of time it took to do this question <laughs> that's, that's the whole movie right there the whole movie the whole wow. movie it's on internet movie database though if you want it's just called cowboy or you can look up matthew modine oh all right we are moving on to a our star wars question does a wookie shit in the woods Ooh. 
Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO in all of the saga episodes of Star Wars franchise. Only one other actor has actually appeared as the same character in the prequels, the original, and the Disney trilogies. Who is the actor, and what character did they play? And I am not counting Frank Oz as Yoda, because he doesn't play Yoda, he just voices him. Ian McDermott. We have an Ian McDermott. And what character does he play? Palpatine. Okay. So we have a, a Palpatine who played a very, very ancient person in the originals and then somehow came back as a young person in the original in the the prequels. Any mm. other guesses? Yeah, negative. I Mm-mm. I haven't seen the Disney ones, so I wouldn't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. If I had, Peter good. I mean, Chewbacca was in all three, in all three of the sagas, in all three was of the trilogies. That was a very good question. I think it was. Peter I think it was. Mayhew. Do we have any guesses from? Instagram. Jar Jar, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Any other guesses? (laughs) See here, I thought somebody was going to bring up Warwick Davis because he's actually appeared in all of the trilogies as well, but not as the same character. Uh, Peter Mayhew, who plays Chewbacca, and Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2, had their characters appear in each trilogy, but the original actors were only used as consultants in the sequel trilogy from Disney. Mm. Ian McDermott was 37 years old when they cast him to play the Emperor in Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. He returned to play in the prequels to play Senator, Chancellor, and eventually Emperor Palpatine, and finally returned in the Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker to play the Sith Lord Darth Sidious which makes him one of two actors who appear in all three trilogies as the same character. Mm-hmm. All right, DJ Pizza, I'm going to need you to step it up, girl. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, Nicole, please. Oh, there it is. I keep forgetting to show the answers. It's so close to me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> all right, we're moving on to the next category, which is called What's in a Name? Oh, boy. All right, so aubergine is a purple color and what the UK, Ireland, and Quebec call an eggplant. Uh, And from all the eggplant emojis I hear people are sending to each other, uh, people must really love this vegetable. China and India combined make up 87% of worldwide production of eggplants, but why the hell do we call them eggplants? Because they look like eggs. (laughs) Kind of. Do they? I mean, not... I mean, they're round on some sides, like the top and the bottom. If you have purple eggs in your fridge, Joe, just, they should be thrown out. Well, not, not, not the color necessarily, the color, but maybe... Um, um, Do they smell like eggs? I guess if you leave them long enough, they might. Yeah. They smell like eggs, maybe. Something about the consistency when cooked. All right, so we've got... They look like eggs, they smell like eggs... The consistency when cooked. They don't taste like eggs. They don't taste like eggs. Okay. Do we have anything from Insta? Uh, what do eggs really taste like, though? Is their native pronunciation similar to English eggplant? Ooh, that's a good guess. Mm. Something like 
Chinese or Hindi. So Joe's guess is actually the closest so far. But (laughs) there is a variety of white eggplant used that used Mm -hmm. to be common, and when they first start to grow, they form like little white egg shaped bulbs and are sometimes referred to as garden eggs. Yep. I'm sure Joe knew that. I knew that. Yeah, that's what you're going for. Exactly. It's just hard to articulate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay, so uh, we've got a tough question with a simple answer. Oscar Wilde has a huge sphinx-like wing man on his tomb monument in Pierre Lachaise Cemetery in Paris. Jim Morrison is his neighbor um, in the same cemetery. But Sylvia Plath, on the other hand, has a very simple headstone for her final resting place at the graveyard at... uh, Heptonstall in England. So I want to know, what's the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard? Oof. One of them's haunted, the other one's not. Mm. Haunted versus not haunted. Okay, mm-hmm. so now I know where to go for how... Wait, which one's haunted, which one's not haunted? Um, The graveyard is haunted. Okay, so just go to cemeteries yeah. if you don't want to be freaked out on Halloween. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in a cemetery, you have to, like, OCD be in lines, but if you're in a graveyard, you can be willy-nilly. The first thing that came to mind was, like, Arlington and how it's so, like, kind of, like... That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a certain number of graves is a cemetery versus... Ooh, like a a town to a city. Once you get to a certain population, you Mm -hmm. graduate to a cemetery. Yeah. Mermaid time said a church... Matt Castle says a uh, cemetery is more important people and graveyard is for normal folk. <laughs> <laughs> Mermaid time again gets it. Graveyards are on church property. Oh, okay. Uh, graveyards uh, refer to burial grounds that are located on church properties, whereas cemeteries are not. All right. <clears throat> All right. We're in the home stretch. This is the last page of of notes I have, so. Last page, oh my God. Here we go. So, uh, sometimes when I go for my walks in Winter Garden, I stop by and I see the alligators down by Lake Apopka. Lake Apopka is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it extends from Ocoee all the way to Claremont, and, of course, all the way up to Apopka. The, at the furthest corners, it's over 12 miles in length and just shy of 10 miles across. But its average depth is only 15.4 feet. So really, not that deep. Mare Tranquilitatis, or translated from Latin, the Sea of Tranquility, has a much lower average depth. What do you think the average depth of the water is in the Sea of Tranquility? There is none. You say none. None. Why do you say that? It's on the moon. We have, it's on the moon, so it has none. I'm going with DJ Pizza on this one. All right, we've got a second for that. I third that. Third that, okay. Do we have anything from Instagram that is agreeing or, or saying otherwise? Yep. Uh, the Sea of Tranquility is my toilet. <laughs> so what's what's the average depth? <laughs> it's the only place I can be alone. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
It rises for anywhere from six inches up to seven. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh God. It's obstacle course. TJ Pizzas <laughs> on the channel. We saw you now. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You race it. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, DJ Pizza is correct. A lunar mar is a large, dark, basaltic plane found on the moon. They received the name of Maria, as that's the Latin word for sea, which is about... Uh, is what early astronomers thought the dark spots would be. Turns out, they are vast plains created by ancient volcanic eruptions. The Mare Tranquillitatis, or Sea of Tranquility, on the moon, is on the moon and has zero water depth. Very good. Very good. We got three feet there you from go. that. Okay. All right, here we go. We're moving into the final category now, Disney down. Discourse. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And now we're sued. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Aladar's an Iguanodon featured in both the 2000 film and the Animal Kingdom attraction named Dinosaur. <laughs> Clips from the movie are actually shown in the pre-show to the ride, but the ride only became known as Dinosaur once the film was released. The ride itself opened in 1998 with what name? Countdown to Extinction. Countdown to Extinction. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else agree? Disagree? Yeah, I'll agree. All agree. Instagram, you guys agree? Yep, they agree. Boop. All right. Even before the movie was released, the Iguanodon and the Carnotaurus were the main focus of the ride. However, when Animal Kingdom first opened, the attraction was known as CXT Countdown to Extinction. <laughs> <laughs> On a fun side note, that giant skeleton dinosaur that you see up front is actually called Dino Sue. And uh, the Chicago Institute was trying to get the statue, or the, the skeleton, and they couldn't because they didn't have enough money. So they asked Disney and McDonald's to team up and purchase the dinosaur. And so they did, and that's why we had that huge partnership with McDonald's for so long. Oh. And as a fun side note... If you're on, if you're getting out of the pre-show and you're over by the stairs heading down to get into the ride vehicle, there are three pipes that are red, yellow, and green. And because of our partnership with McDonald's, those are the chemical makeups written on there for mustard, ketchup, and relish. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh. And mayonnaise. Yeah, there's a white one too, right? Yeah. Cool. There's a white one. So it's all there. But since we're talking about uh, dinosaur... What the hell? Let's just keep talking about it. Since the attraction was under construction until pretty close to opening day, they needed a way to test the vehicles to give them enough test time before guests could ride them. So what ride at Disneyland were the test rovers tested on before they came to Walt Disney World? Well, so so these last few questions have been pretty easy for you guys, huh? All right. <laughs> well, at least we feel better about ourselves, okay? The, yeah. home, the home stretch. Well, the home stretch is doing pretty good. Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland was the exact same ride system in nearly the exact same track as Countdown to Extinction. Uh, after close, they would cycle out all the Indy cars and replace them with the time rovers and rub them until the next, uh, till they needed to switch them back in the morning. Indiana Jones is one of my favorite characters and a heck of an archaeologist, if I do say so myself. And this is my favorite attraction at Disneyland. Which would be even better if it weren't for tourists. <laughs> Why'd it have to be tourists? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so toy, the story for story franchise basically put the use of full CGI animation as a viable media for films with lovable uh characters backed by amazing voice actors it, and a really fun story. It seems like this was perfect from the very beginning. But as it turns out, it went through a lot of changes to get it just right. Even a full story change. One of the best changes, however, was what they did with Woody. Because Woody wasn't supposed to be a lovable doll. What was Woody supposed to be when they first came up with the cowboy character? I feel like I, I, like I know this. Wasn't he like a like a mannequin, not a like a ventriloquist doll or something? All right, we've got a ventriloquist doll. My biggest fear, a ventriloquist doll. Yeah. <laughs> and boats. <laughs> and boats. Ventriloquist dummies and boats. <sighs> Any other guesses for what Woody was originally conceptualized as? Mannequin's a pretty good guess, too. You shouldn't go down with that. I mean, people who came up with this grew up in the 80s, and they were like, that mannequin movie was so good. <laughs> it's basically Toy Story, but for adults. I'm, I'm going to guess a woodpecker. A woodpecker. A marionette. A marionette. Okay. A dildo. A dildo. <laughs> well, I mean, anything's a dildo if you're brave. You got it. You got it. Yeah. This, this, the story took a, a large change when it stopped being about pleasuring mom. <laughs> And uh, about a buddy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all uh, right. I mean, that gives an entire new meaning to you, got a friend in me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. He was actually supposed originally after changing the spaceman's name from Lunar Larry to Tempest the Morph, and finally settling on Buzz Lightyear, John Lasseter did not want to make a princess movie with songs. He wanted to make a buddy movie, so he came up with Woody, the ventriloquist dummy. A scary-ass ventriloquist doll. There's a snake in my... Oh, hell no. A ventriloquist dummy? No. Just no. Luckily, he changed it from the nightmare fuel to the lovable... Pull string doll we all know today. Yay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is action trivia. Thank you so much for yes. playing everybody on Instagram. But hold on one second. We have a bonus. Bonus time. Yes. We have a bonus. bonus. Oh we have a bonus. Give me a number between one and I'm sorry, between ten and one hundred and ten. Ninety-five. Ninety-five says silent nick. Dun, 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 95. Okay. Reading from the Millennial Trivia Book. <laughs> um, to increase viewership, the 1993 Super Bowl halftime show featured one star performer for the first time. Who was it? Michael Jackson. Ooh, 1993. 1993. And he only performed one time? Um, oh, wait. Maybe yeah, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really say. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Jack. I think Michael Jackson's a good guess. Yeah. 93 was a good time. I think yeah. I'm going to change my answer. The answer is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. All right, folks. Thanks for playing. That was our bonus question for the night. Awesome. And Thank you so much for joining, everybody. Uh, if you're on mm-hmm. 
Instagram. Feel free to follow us at yeah. uh, uh, Free Tacos. Free Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we again? At Free yeah. Tacos. Free Tacos. And, uh, I am David, the underscore brewery buddy here. Yep, I'm Joe with the show, the producer. We got Silent Nick. We've got DJ Pizza and Holy Sister Lisa yep. over there. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you are on listening to us not live, yeah. uh, feel free to, to listen to us. We're on Spotify, yeah. Every Google podcast and major platform podcast you can you can, uh, you can find us on. So yeah, um, thanks again, everybody. Uh, thanks for playing, and uh, you all have a good night and have a good day, yeah. whatever you're wherever you're listening to. Thanks for playing, everybody. All right, Bye. All right. good night.